0: one playoff match in the West has already been decided and it's the one that we all figured it would end the way it ended. We're going to talk about that today, plus all the other Western Conference matchups. And we're going to take a look at some rookies, all that and more on today's episode of Locked On NHL.
1: Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right. Happy Wednesday. You're listening to Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And we're here to t- today to talk about the Western Conference. It is Western Conference Wednesday. My name is Sarah, host of Locked on Kings and also one half of your team here. I'm joined, as always, by Jess from Locked on Flames, who Hello. is uh, representing the Eastern Conference on the Western Conference show today with your, your very East Coast attire. <laughs> but, you know, you're undercover. You're undercover. Yeah. Uh, Just doing I'm some work. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, just equal opportunity hockeying. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So, today on today's show, we have, uh, last time we were on, we made some predictions as to how some of these series would end. And some of them we might be wrong on. Who knows? We've still got some games, but uh, one of them we got pretty darn right. And uh, that was the Nashville Colorado series. We're going to talk about how that ended today. We're also going to take a look at the nominees recently announced for the Calder, because, of course, that's already got everyone talking, uh, even though nothing was really surprising. But still, people have a lot of feelings. And we're going to check in, in general, on all of our Western Conference teams as they continue their fight for the playoffs. But let's start with Colorado and Nashville. Uh, the Predators made a good effort in the last... They tried in the last couple games, but no luck. They got swept. And... uh Colorado, you know their lives are so hard. They have faced so much adversity uh, in this series against and...
1: all odds or
0: whatever. Yes, yes. I said, yeah. That that quote. So... <laughs> yeah, like and like I get I, I get it in the sense that like. So Darcy Kemper, their starting goaltender, I know has been out because he got, like, high-sticked in the face or whatever. And, like, that's bad. And I think this is also not the first – I think he was he was a king for a little while. And I'm pretty sure the same thing happened to him then, too. Uh, so that's really bad luck. But it's the avalanche. I feel like you could put, like, me in goal and they'd still probably be okay. So, like, right. you faced adversity, but it's not the same adversity that Nashville has faced no. with uh, – Having to rely on David Riddich and then turning to Connor Ingram, who gave it his best shot, his team just couldn't score goals.
1: Yeah, like I guess you could argue that both teams were without their star goaltender, <laughs> but one was a lot worse off than the other. Yeah, regardless, um, you know, I think that they could probably leave. Uh, Colorado could leave their net empty and it would be fine because yeah. they would spend so much time down in Nashville zone that it mm-hmm. would um, kind of even out. You wouldn't have to worry yeah. about it. But does this series go five? I'll say five. I'm not going to give it six because that's giving Nashville too much credit. <laughs> Did they win it at least one game if they have UC Soros?
0: I think they would have. Yeah. Um... So the the four games: first game seven to two, second game two to one overtime, third game seven to three, fourth game five to three. And that fourth game was close for a while. Um, it, that one kind of didn't come down to the wire. Like uh, Colorado got a couple goals real quick at the end, and mm. you know that was it. But I, I, I feel like with a, a w- with Soros and Net, I feel like they would have maybe they w- would have won the overtime one. Like those two where they got blown out, like they just got blown out. Like Saros can't score goals for the team. But, you know, games two and four that were a little closer, maybe they would have had a shot. Yeah, they wouldn't have won the series. But they could have come away with one win, maybe. Right.
1: Like, this wasn't going to be a Tampa Bay-Columbus Blue Jackets Mm -hmm. situation, uh, no matter how hard anybody wanted it to be or how hard Nashville tried for it to be that. Uh, Colorado... Their, game one was the first time that they had a healthy roster all season. Which is absurd. Ridiculous.
0: Like, they're so good.
1: They are. And you, if you said, hey, true or false, that's the first time I would say, no, absolutely not. Like, mm-hmm. you're lying. They're so deep. And it's scary. Yeah. Um, you know, as Western Conference teams, I don't enjoy playing them. And I, I don't know. I just I don't want to play them if the Flames advance to I would assume would be the Western Conference Finals. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like to see what happens to them in the next round. They'll get the winner of St. Louis, Minnesota, uh, which should pose at least slightly more of a challenge for them because mm-hmm. um, I, f- I feel like Colorado has been in the same place as like Tampa was before they finally you know, got over the hump and finally won. And it was sort of in this position of like, you know how to win, but now you need to learn how to lose kind of. Um, Yeah. And it seems a little bit like Colorado has maybe, maybe made that jump, but they also, I mean, despite what their coach said, they haven't actually faced adversity in this round. I want to see how they respond when they lose a game. um, And if they do it as dominant as they did in the regular season, where I feel like they, you know, can probably count on one hand the number of times they lost consecutive games.
1: Right, exactly. And I think that that will be the true test for them. Because,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: anyone can lose, you know, one or two games. Mm-hmm. But what happens if it is in a row? Like you right. said. Um, you know, you go on the road for game mm-hmm. three and four. What You drop yeah. two.
0: Well, then what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you bounce back? Right. And maybe, maybe they finally figured it out. Maybe they, uh, everyone's saying like, oh, this is their year. And I'm like, oh, we've, bounced, we've been saying that for like been saying that for three long. years now. Yeah, So I don't know. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just, they're just so good. I'm like, oh, why isn't my team in the Eastern Conference? <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, like this is like this is the conversation we would have about Vegas,
0: right, right. <laughs> now Except, yeah, no, it's now, like now it's Colorado. like marginally more likable, sort of.
1: I think they're more likable because, um, number one, they do have a good social media presence, and mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. annoying. Um, and their team is just like stupid, good. and I think all of those guys are likable. There's none off the top of my head that I'm, like, waving a red flag for. Mm-hmm. I think that Kadri has had, um, you know, a nice little, uh, I don't want to say, like, a like, reputation like, fixing, but he's like, had
0: a nice time he's,
1: there. Yeah, he's,
0: he's a, figured out he doesn't yeah. have to be dirty to right. play, and he's, mm-hmm. look at look what he's done this season. Like, right. ridiculous. Right,
1: I think that he's probably like one of the most fun players to watch mm-hmm. in the Western Conference too. Now that he's got you know the monkey off his back and mm-hmm. he's figured out his game, and I'm pretty sure he wrote a player, uh, players Tribune article mm-hmm. recently, and he talked about how that's how he thought he was supposed to play in mm-hmm. Toronto.
0: So yeah, yeah, I, in Colorado's have- like score goals. He's like right. great done. Um, before we look at some rookies, I did I do have to give some props to Connor Ingram, who stepped into the net for Nashville. Uh, he has been their AHL goalie. Uh, obviously stepped in because of the injury to Yusei Saros, and then David Riddick was just not getting the job done. Uh, and, and yeah, and then uh, Connor Ingram came in, and he I really wished Nashville could have won at least one game for him because he's had such a like. You know, interesting story to even get to this point. Uh, he was, I believe in Toronto system. I think he was in the lightning system for a little bit. Uh, and then in 2021, he stepped away from hockey and voluntarily entered the uh, player assistance program uh, for the That's league, right. uh, spent 40 days in a mental health treatment center uh, dealing with uh, OCD that he didn't know that he had uh, and dealing with substance abuse issues. And he you know, he was, I feel he, like he was, like, cut from one of the camps for, like, you know, not showing up in shape and everything. And he had a long road to kind of rebuild himself as a person and to get his game on track. And um, just seems like a, a, a very, you know, down to earth, like, get you know, self-awareness kind of kid. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's really funny when he talks about his mom because his mom is, like, too nervous to watch him play. Oh. And so whenever he... Um, made his playoff debut he didn't tell her because he knew that she was gonna like freak out so he just didn't tell her and then after the game he was like is my mom still alive <laughs> because he knew like she like literally won't watch like she will just turn turn around or like she won't watch the game um, that honestly but, yeah it's relatable <laughs> yeah
1: that's me yeah. like when my like I didn't have a kid yeah but me, when my my little children on the ice <laughs> the flames were climbing
0: they yeah. do anything but no yeah.
1: that's i completely forgot that he was in the um assistance program mm-hmm. and i think that that program has done a lot of good for players and especially when they they realize that they need the help yeah. which is a whole nother topic that we could talk right. about and i know that um there have been a lot of players recently who have mm-hmm. gone through it and mm-hmm. you know good for connor ingram i hope that uh, this off season's kind to him, and he, him and his mom can spend some quality time
0: together. Not watching hockey. He, of course, yes. goes back to the AHL uh, to help the Milwaukee Admirals uh, in their playoff hunt. They're still in it. Uh, so, you know, he, st- he still gets to play hockey for as long as the Admirals are in it. And they were one of the better teams in the league. Uh, I think he played, like, the most minutes out of any goaltender in the AHL or something. So uh, Nashville knows how to work their goalies, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, too bad for him, but uh, he can't score goals. So yeah. <laughs> someone Not else needs to, do that to help him out. Uh, we're going to take a look at the race for the Calder coming up next. But before that, I believe you have some information for us. I do. Uh,
1: RockAuto.com is... Uh, fantastic company uh they're currently helping me fix my car windows because um apparently your car window motors can burn out so i went over to rockauto.com and saved a few hundred bucks actually uh by getting just you know their regular car panel door switches whatever they're called and it was very easy to navigate their website all i had to do was type in uh my make, my model, the type, and it had everything I needed, and it even broke it down further to the car, the actual car parts. Um, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need from brake parts, tail light, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. Uh, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs, especially if you're getting your car ready for summer and, um, you know, you're going on some road trips. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. All you have to do is write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box So we so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com
0: So the NHL award nominees have been trickling out and there's already been like 800,000 hot takes about all of them that have been released so far. But the latest ones to come out have been the nominees for The Calder, which is Best Rookie. I'm sure they call it something fancier, but you know, Best Rookie. Uh, And the nominees were, as most people expected, uh, Moritz Seider, from Detroit, Trevor Zegers from Anaheim, and the grandfather of most of his team, Michael Bunting, from Toronto. I almost feel bad for him that, like, everyone has decided to pick on him this season. But also, it's really funny. And I hope that he is also getting a kick out of it because it's funny.
1: It is. And it's also just kind of like uh, Kaprizov won last year. And he was a non-traditional rookie as well. Mm -hmm. So... I'm glad they're keeping the same energy, I guess. But I feel like they're going (laughs) a lot harder on Bunting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he, I mean, I'm so, I'd be so curious to know what would happen if he didn't play with like Austin Matthews, because that's, that, you know, and and I feel like, I feel like that's like the argument for why he shouldn't win it and why like most people are saying that it's more cider. And like, I totally get it. Like he, you know, has been a great young defenseman on a not great team and it's so hard to step into the league as a defenseman as, you know, 19, 20 years old. Uh, and he's not playing with, you know, he's not playing with like Victor Hedman or something. Right. He's playing with like some guys.
1: Who are still in that tail end of their rebuild so it's Mm -hmm. not like they have had a chance to fully develop right so i just i think that he should win
0: yeah yeah i mean i feel like the most likely voting will be um cider zegris bunting um is fun like i feel like in a year that didn't have a really strong young defenseman maybe he would have won it like he certainly is, you know, if the award was given to like player who elevates the conversation around hockey and everything and gets people and talking, him. Like, like, yeah, he, he like breathes and people are like, you oh know, there's like Trevor Zegras fan cams of him like tossing his hair and stuff, Right, amazing, by the way. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's sort of like how when Connor McDavid didn't win because he missed a bunch of games and so everyone was like, oh, we can't possibly give it to you. Like, not not that like you know Zegers and McDavid are on the same like, but it's just like oh, in any other year you would be like right, no, exactly. You know, the guy. Like,
1: and I I know that people have been giving Bunting a hard time because you know he's making it on like that weird. Mm-hmm. There there are so many coincidences surrounding his cutoff and eligibility. Mm-hmm. I need everyone to keep the same energy for Trevor Zegers. <laughs> who has played? Who played 24 games last year? The cutoff is 25. Okay, so let's all across the board here. We need to just because I was very confused when I looked at uh, Ziegler's career stats, and I was like, "That's a lot of games in a short <laughs> season, even to still be eligible." turns out it's 25 in any uh, other pro league so
0: yeah i feel like bunting hit the like bingo trifecta of just barely being under like all of the different criteria for for the calder there's a a, a you know post list thing that, that went around uh earlier well, I can pull it up yeah that was that basically kind of broke down the like three main criteria to win and how he just just squeaks under the the criteria for all of them
1: so I just pulled up the post and it says there are three parts of the Calder criteria and bunting fits what just narrow narrowly no more than 25 games in a prior major pro league season he played 21 games NHL games in 2021 no more than six in two different major pro league seasons. He played five NHL games in 2018 and must be younger than 25 on September 15th. Bunting turned 26 on September 17th.
0: That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> like, that's truly, like, incredible stuff right there. I, yeah. I don't even want to call it cheating the system because that's right. just luck. Right.
0: Yeah, like, he didn't have anything to do with any of it. No. It's, it's hilarious. I mean, to me, the more egregious thing is that the league still hasn't, like, the league still doesn't call, like, the KHL a professional league, um, which, you know, is what enabled uh, Kaprizov to win, uh, Panarin to win a bunch of years ago. Um, I feel like that's the loophole that they need to close, but it would it would, like, mess with so many other things. Regarding like how they treat European players that it never, it's never going to change, but you know.
1: And I wonder now, especially with how uh, things in Russia are Mm -hmm. like, that just gives them a reason to be like, no, we're not. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird, but you know, congrats to those three guys. Uh, Congrats to our Western conference goal scoring fun child. Uh, right. Trevor Zegris, who, you know, if they gave out an award for like sickest goals, we'd give him that one. Yeah. 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 So, those, those, I don't even know when they announce. Is it like, are they even doing the award show again I this year? This is how little it. I pay attention to the awards.
1: I just, I don't care about them because <laughs> they just don't, they don't do anything for me. I don't right. get any sort of benefit from it. Right. Them. Like, I, all it's not even like entertaining fund. to watch <laughs> right Like I like' looking at the red carpet pictures, but that's it. yeah, um, which I don't even think they're doing because they're announcing the awards during the draft or not during oh. the draft, but like around that same weekend. yeah
0: well, that's so that's all the f- well that's dumb. Well it's the NHL so. to
1: save them money because you know they couldn't yes. have fans in the stand and God forbid
0: <clears throat> they'd take a little bit of a loss. No, sounds terrible. Why would we do that? Well, we will uh, finish today's show by checking in on the rest of our Western Conference matchups. But before we do that, uh, I want to tell you all about Built Bar, because Built Bars are super delicious uh, protein bars that taste like candy bars. I'm not just saying that, like, I literally was eating one before we started recording. Um, This is the uh, cookie dough chunk flavor, which I can personally endorse as being super delicious. Uh, But one of my favorite things about Bilt Bar, not just the fact that they're tasty, not just the fact that they're actually good for you, it's that they are constantly coming up with new, different flavors uh, to, to introduce to you. And the newest Bilt Bar flavor is, drumroll drum please, birthday cake puffs, which sounds, sounds amazing. The Bilt Bar puffs are basically protein-infused marshmallows. They're covered in chocolate. And this one is going to be basically like tasting a nice big juicy piece of cake. Is cake juicy? I don't know. That might be weird, but you can go and check them out. It's covered in 100% white chocolate that's got sprinkles on it, and it's only 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar, and the whole thing is limited edition. So you're going to want to make sure that you are checking out built.com all the time to see when those birthday cake puffs are available. And then go and take some home with you. So you can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's check in on the rest of our Western Conference as we uh, wind things to a close today. Let's just start with your boys. Um, they they stress me out.
1: <laughs> they do. Um. I'm very happy for them. I didn't think that they would sweep by any means, but I didn't expect the stars to give them this much trouble.
0: Yeah, that series is not going. It, it, I feel like when we talked about it last week, you know, we were just one game in, or and I was like, oh, this is weird. This yeah. series is still not going how I thought it was going to go. It's like very low scoring. Yeah, um, which is which is like peak Daryl Sutter hockey. It, like that is that that is the Daryl Sutter way. Like it's a three-two league or whatever. Um, but the Stars, I feel like maybe I I would have thought would score more goals. Yeah,
1: I you know I thought that they would too, but I, it really really looks like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are just on the wrong side of thirty. Like mm-hmm. it just it, and I feel awful because. Not for Jamie Benn. But more so for Tyler Sagan because he just had those mm-hmm. major hip and quad and knee surgery. And he just he looks like he's so far from a hundred percent and like he shouldn't be playing hockey. Um I, I don't know. It just it stinks for him. But yeah and there it I just feel like as you know someone who covers the flames, it just, it feels like the, the flames are fully in the star's head now. Like, yeah. like they're playing mental games.
0: Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's very, very weird. Um, yeah. And it's like, I can give Tyler Sagan like a little bit of a pass for not, you know, like you said, he just had these major surgeries. Um, it feels like one of those things where it's going to take him a couple seasons to kind of get back up to, to speed as it is and just things aren't going well. Um, yeah, this, this series uh, currently tied at two. Uh, again, not at all doing what I thought it would do. Uh, one of the other series in the West is St. Louis and the Blues. Uh, St. Louis leads three to two, uh, which those games have been weird.
1: <laughs> it's been so back and forth. I yeah. haven't been able to be like okay this is this is who's going to win the series by any means because yeah. Tory Krugs out I think he's still out with a lower body injury and I was like okay like the Blues are definitely done like they're losing offense and defense there. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they just won like 7 to 5 or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, their last <laughs> game, yeah, their last game actually <laughs> both of their last games, games 4 and 5 where St. Louis wins 5 to 2. Yeah. Um The game five was basically Vladimir Tarasenko versus Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, Tarasenko had a natural hat trick at the end of the game, scored twice in 88 seconds. Like this was just as someone who doesn't really care what happens to either of these teams, like this is kind of a fun series to be watching, which is not a thing that I would have ever said or thought I would say about a series involving the blues and the wild, but Kaprizov is just, so fun to watch. He's like smashing wild records. Uh, Tarasenko's fun to watch, and you eat, like you have to give a little credit to the Blues for like playing through. I feel like half of their blue line is hurt right now, and they're making it work. Um, they are. Yeah, th- this is. I-, I think we both predicted St. Louis to win, but the the more this series goes on, like. If Minnesota wins, I'm not going to be shocked. I don't, right. It's so weird. I don't don't feel like a type of way
1: about either team. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that it's really going to come down to game seven because the way that they're going at each other, it's just Mm -hmm. not.
0: Yeah. No, not. Yeah. And they're, they're, I mean, I'm sure Colorado is sitting back watching this and is just like, ah, you know, like watching them beat each other up and. Is super excited to get you know the remnants of whatever's left. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
1: And then yeah. this is just uh, your weekly reminder that St. Louis left Vladimir Tarasenko unprotected mm-hmm. in the Seattle expansion draft and did mm-hmm.
0: nothing. Yeah, did nothing. Just, nothing. I mean, I like I love. I feel like this that story that whole saga has like the happiest ending possible of you know. I mean, you know, whatever conversations happened between Tarasenko and like the front office and the, whatever, um, that he, you know, it seems like there's no bad blood. Everyone, you yeah. know, sometimes those requests come out and it's like, oh, everything is weird and awkward forever. Um, but I feel like everyone was just, just put it behind them. And yeah. he sh- has shown with his play that he wants to be there. And, exactly.
1: you know, well, there we are. I <laughs> I hope that both teams have fun and uh, good luck playing Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have fun with that.
0: Um, and then the final series in the West is. Uh, Your my boy. Kings versus the Oilers. Um, Kings inexplicably lead the series three to two, um, which it's one of those things in my heart. This is what I felt would happen, but like my brain And everything that, like, knows how hockey works was like, "Mm, no, don't get your hopes up. But but I feel like my brain forgot one very important thing, and that's Mike Smith.
1: Yeah, you know, I always forget to factor him in to the conversation with the Oilers, uh, mainly because he's very forgettable. Um, (laughs) I'm very sorry, Mike Smith and any Mike Smith truthers out there that are listening, but... And, like, last night, I, or this morning, rather, I saw the play of Darnell Nurse, mm-hmm. just full, like, full-blown toddler mode, yeah. just headbutting uh Philip Deneau, and yeah. I, it's very similar to the Stars and Flames mm-hmm. in terms of that undisciplined... Yeah. I don't know how to express myself. Uh-huh. I'm reverting back to yeah my toddler days.
0: Yeah these these games have been getting like super spicy. Um, yeah. Game four at the end of it had like six guys all get ten minute misconduct penalties. <laughs> um, so like that was spicy. This game um, there was a ton of stuff that like listen the, the Kings have a terrible power play and they're Penalty kill is also not good. So really, I like I don't care that like some of these calls haven't been made because it, it's not going to end well. But there have been a ton of missed calls um, on both sides. Both teams have been getting away with stuff that they shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, the, the Darnell Nurse headbutt—he's suspended for a game. And I feel like it's stuff like that that whenever people talk about like Edmonton choking or Edmonton not being a team that is like mentally tough enough to take the next step or whatever that's like that that's there's your number one example right there you're in a like must win basically not must win but like you should have won that one you're at home sold out arena everyone's losing their minds um and you make a dumb move like that and now your team is facing elimination you're probably your team's best defenseman and you're watching it from the press box or whatever like the, the hot teams out of Edmonton media are amazing right now, but, like, there is some truth to it of, like, what is wrong with this team that, like... Because the Kings are not the better team. Like, I flat out, no. they're not the better team. But Edmonton played horrible for 40 minutes in Game 5. They got lucky with a bunch of special teams play at the end of the game uh, to tie it up. Um, <laughs> the game-winner... Uh, Adrian Kempe just turned Duncan Keith into dust basically I love that yeah it was it was it was very good but i was like legit like neither team should have won that game like both of every single goal against was just stupid
1: i love it i i crave chaos and i love mm-hmm. it especially when my team isn't involved and you know i don't yeah. have to worry about my emotions but um <laughs> Yeah, no, watching those two teams go back and forth is so much fun. And,
0: I mean, I'll stay up for the whole games. So I'll be yeah, honest. No. It's they're they're, so they're long. It's late. When it, went, long. When, when it went into overtime, I was like, no. Yeah. Please, so I think it was game two
1: where, yeah, it was game two because the Flames didn't win. But I thought that one was going to go to overtime. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please. <laughs> Please, no. like, just, please, just end the
0: game. I just want to sleep. Right, but no, 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 no. So I mean, I feel like the, this this series is interesting because either way, for the Flames, we're setting up either a battle of Alberta, which is going to be ridiculous, what? or we're setting up, you know, the battle of Daryl Sutter teams, right? Um, which I which think would be amazing. Yeah, like,
1: I think that it would be fantastic either way um i really don't i really don't want a battle of alberta um mainly because um i really don't want to hear about evander kane's like redemption Mm -hmm. arc on Mm -hmm. the broadcast the same way i'm listening to them kiss. yeah so i'm just like i don't care i will watch it on mute Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i just it's not for me um but I do. Uh, I think it would be fun to watch the Flames and Kings go at it, especially because, like you said, it's Daryl Sutter's old team.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're still, you know, they're still there. Yeah, even though it's a different coach, it's still, you know, philosophically not too different from Daryl, right. from Daryl Sutter's uh, from tactics and everything. Um, and you know, we'd get to say hi to some of our good friends like Tyler Foley and, yeah. and Trevor Lewis. And well, Milan Lucic exists, but you know, he was a king at one point, yeah. But yeah, th- this, th- this <laughs> is like of all the series, the funniest one, just because. Well, the, the real funniest series is Toronto Tampa Bay because everyone on both sides is losing their minds. Yeah. Um, this one is funny just because everyone in Edmonton has totally lost their minds, and the series goes back home to LA, so the kings have a chance to clinch the series at home. Uh, it would be their first series win since they won the Stanley Cup in 2014. So that would be fun. All of that just really combines for extra hilarity, honestly. Yeah,
1: my my friend has season tickets to the Kings and she was like, I already got a pair from my dad if the Flames and uh, Kings end up playing. So I hope you can come out here. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Right. They're right, right up against the glass too. And I'm like, all right. Oh my go. gosh. I'm like,
0: let's go. <laughs> right. Like, hey. Kings like with your like little flame shirt. Just like, You're right. hey, you. <laughs> everyone will just be like, why are you here? Right. Like, no, no. I enjoy chaos. Yeah. That's that's the best way to experience hockey. So that's it. That's that's our Western Conference rundown. We've got some funny series, we've got some weirdly interesting series, and next week we will know a lot more what the next round is gonna look like for our Western Conference teams as we get closer and closer to the Stanley Cup final. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Jess, if folks want to follow along with you or check out the Flames, where can they find your work?
1: Yes. So you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto or you can follow the show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames pod because we finally got it back after like two years of trying. So um, yeah, please follow me. (laughs) Make it worth
0: it resurrected it is back uh oh. you can find me on twitter at right said sarah uh locked on kings of course Wherever your podcasts at locked on la kings on the twitter this show is of course available on your favorite podcast app of choice we're available on youtube so make sure you are subscribed make sure you're getting notifications uh tell your friends all about it so they all know to be listening to locked on nhl to uh, keep up with their favorite teams or their least favorite teams as we continue through the playoffs. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you come back tomorrow and every day of the week for more great hockey news here on On NHL, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.